0: You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where you will find practical advice on how to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Delicia. Thank you so much for checking out the inaugural episode, of the December 26er podcast. This has been in the making for quite some time and I'm so excited to finally be launching. Now, if you just stumbled on December 26er, you might have a couple of questions. First and foremost, who is Delicia? By day, I'm an attorney. For the last eight years, I've been practicing law, mainly negotiating contracts and closing deals for small businesses and large corporations. But the right side of my brain is pretty active too. In my spare time, I'm a speaker and a writer and a bona fide music head. Over time, you'll get to know more about my experiences and what really makes me tick and the lessons I've learned along the way that really birthed a lot of the content that you're going to find on this podcast. But we'll leave that for later. Now, your second question is probably what in the world does December 26er mean? And I'm glad you asked. December 26er is a blog I created a few years back for people like me you know the overachieving type often doing too much in too little time sometimes plagued by perfectionism but all in all just working to create their lane and have some significance in this crazy world that we live in now let me give you a little more background on the name growing up christmas was my absolute favorite holiday and even as a little kid it wasn't so much about the gifts i just loved the decorations the parties the holiday recitals the music and even the smell of a real Christmas tree, still love that to this day. So every year, after my brother and I ran through our gifts, we'd get all dressed up and head to my grandparents' house, which was also my favorite place on earth. And Nana and Pop always had the huge tree with the old school lights and the tinsel, and the house would be full of my aunts and uncles and my cousins, and we just have a really great time. Then, on December 26th, it'd be all over and we had to wait a whole year for it to happen again. So the more my family got back into their normal mundane routine, the sadder I got. And this sadness would linger until my focus turned to my birthday, which is less than two months from Christmas. Yes, something else to be excited about. And at some point, the cycle would start again and again and again. Now, as an adult, I tend to quickly put the holidays behind me. I guess you could say I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I'm anxious to get back to my normal routine. But I often use my childhood post-holiday blues as an analogy for another kind of melancholy that affects countless individuals. The struggle to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Or December 26th syndrome, as I like to call it. Listen, I'm your typical big dreamer. I'm always looking for the next big milestone. When I was younger, it was graduation and getting my career started. Now it's taking my brand to the next level or closing the next deal. So like a lot of people, when a momentous occasion or huge achievement is in reach, I'm excited. Listen, I'm motivated, I'm disciplined, I have a laser-like focus that is hard to break and I am in the zone. And this MO has served me well. I've got a growing list of accomplishments to prove it. And these are accomplishments that I'm really, really proud of. However, there is another side to my personality that I, and a lot of other seemingly successful people, don't really like to talk about. Now to the outside world, we're the type of people who know how to deliver and win big. We may even inspire others to do the same. But unfortunately, we often lack the ability to carry that same enthusiasm and those same tendencies into the inevitably mundane periods of life. You know what I mean, those times when nothing particularly great is on the horizon and we're unsure of what's next. Now, those same people who were just inspiring others to do great things can be plagued by feelings of confusion, self-doubt, or even depression now for me i felt guilty about falling into this same trap over and over and over again but ironically i also found it difficult to move past it that is until a new goal or positive outcome or opportunity appeared to be within reach so you get it same vicious cycle And for some people, this is a way of life and it's perfectly acceptable. But for many of us, we carry a subtle awareness that there is a better way and we could accomplish so much more if we commit to learning it. And if this is your plight, my friend, you are a fellow December 26er. And that is why I created the blog and why I'm also expanding to this podcast that all you beautiful people are listening to right now. So let's get into it. I want to talk to you in this episode about how i found a better way, how I went about changing my behavioral patterns and really reinvented my life. It was not an overnight process, let me just tell you that right now. It's a journey I've been on for close to four years and it all started with me hitting rock bottom so for a number of years i was practicing law everything was going great i was feeling good about my practice i was feeling good about the direction that it was headed in i had closed some big deals and then things just took a turn they weren't working out in the way that i thought they should i was suffering from a lot of personal loss i had some romantic relationships that basically failed to launch and become anything real more on that in another episode maybe (laughs) but in any event I found myself in a state of real depression and didn't know how to get out of it. And it came to a head one Thanksgiving. I went home to my mom's and planned to stay for a day or two. And somehow I ended up on her couch for a week. I started ignoring clients. I couldn't pull myself together. Every day I would say, okay, today's the day I'm going to get back to it. Today's the day I'm going to get back to it. And it never quite worked out for a full seven days. And I realized I was just at a place where I had hit a brick wall and didn't know how to move on. And even though I did eventually get off my mom's couch after that, that week, for the remainder of the year, I just wasn't in a really good place. And I had to be very honest with myself and say, I don't like my life. I'm not happy. This is not the life that I envisioned for myself. I've had some really high points, but the low points are really, really low. And that's what I mean with this whole December 26 26th concept. When things are good, they're great. But when they're not going the way that you think they should or you're not moving towards a specific goal, it can be hard to sit in that. And I think part of the reason why we have that issue is because we often nurse our wounds with success. All the stuff we don't want to deal with, we just move forward in life and keep checking boxes in hopes that things never really calm down enough where you can really face your fears. And for me, everything came to a grinding halt. And then I had no choice but to face my fears, all my resentment and disappointments head on. So that's what I did. At the start of the new year, I started taking stock of every area of my life, interpersonal relationship, career, family, all of it, health and wellness. Whatever area felt deficient, which at that point was pretty much all of them, (laughs) I started to work on reinventing. So the first thing I did was took a look at my career. At that point, I was in solo practice and there were some aspects of it that I really, really loved, but other aspects of it that I just found completely unbearable. So I decided to start firing clients, clients that I didn't find enjoyable to deal with, clients that were causing me more pain than profit, I got rid of them. And at the time it seemed like the best option. And to this day, I still think it was the best option, but trust and believe there were repercussions (laughs) from doing that. So essentially I had cut my income by letting those clients go. So now, instead of dealing with difficult people, I'm dealing with an inability to cover all of my overhead. Yes, so from one stressor to another. But I decided that my own peace of mind was more important than just taking a check from wherever I could get it from. So I decided to take on what some would consider menial work for an attorney who was at that level. But for me, it was all I had the headspace for. So I took on this work that I knew I could do uh, by only using a fraction of my brain power And that basically freed me up to start to focus on putting other areas of my life back together. So without getting into all of the nitty gritty details right now, I'll just say that over a period of years, I've been able to create a career and a life that I really, really enjoy. And We'll break that down over time. I'll give some more anecdotal stories about some of the things that happened that got me here, but it started from that rock bottom position and really taking time brick by brick, day by day, to really create the life that I want. So You may be asking yourself, where can you get started? What can you do today to help yourself get on the path of really creating a life that you enjoy and that you look forward to starting every single day. So I wanna give you a few tips to help you, uh, particularly because we're getting ready to move into the new year and we all like a good reset uh, when January one comes around. So this is the perfect time to start. This is the perfect time to really set yourself on a path to getting to a life you enjoy. So tip number one, you have got to get disciplined. There is no way to engage in reinvention of your entire life or even pieces of your life if you lack the discipline to do so. One of my favorite quotes from Mortimer J. Adler says true freedom is impossible without a mind made free by discipline. So how do you get disciplined? First thing I did was start cutting toxic people out of my life. Really, those people who don't bring really great energy to you or encourage you or motivate you to do better and be better, don't really want them around. I try to surround myself with people who make me feel like I'm getting left behind <laughs> if I'm not working towards my goals or just focus on trying to improve myself and create a better life. That's the first step. And I know this is hard with you know people you may have been friends with for a long time or who are in your own family, and it's hard to set boundaries, but it's something you've got to do. I mean, it's it's very clear to me that part of the reason why I've been able to improve my life is because I started really... Spending my time around those who are working towards the same goal, and we really encourage each other. That's just, you know, the the quote is cliche, but it's true. Birds of a feather, you know the rest. All right. Uh, Also, how to create more discipline? Learn to say no. A lot of us just don't have discipline because we are overwhelmed, we're overextended, we're giving too much to too many people at all times, and we don't have enough really left, be it energy or focus to really help ourselves in any way because we're just giving, 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 giving. So you really want to assess everyone and everything that's taken from you and figure out what you can take back because yes, we all want to be great, but until you help yourself, You're really not giving the best version of yourself to others that you refuse to say no to anyway. And can I just say this? No is a complete sentence. You don't owe every single person an explanation as to why you're choosing not to do something. You own your schedule, you own your time, and you get to choose how you spend it. So... I know as an overachiever, you feel like every time you haven't met someone's expectation of you, that you have to explain to them and give a complete thesis as to why. Sometimes it's enough to say, no, I'm unable to do that right now. End of discussion. And if they can't accept that and respect that, then the problem is really with them. Next step, create a routine. I tend to look at my time the same way I look at my money. If I don't budget it in advance, It flies right out the window and I can't even account for where it went. So you've got to be good about creating systems for your life. We as human beings just have limited willpower. So if you don't set a schedule in advance and determine how you spend your days, they'll continue to fly by and you'll continue to feel like you're not really accomplishing anything or moving forward. So I tend to try to plot my weeks from Sunday and I always try to start my Monday strong because I find that that sets the tone for the remainder of the work week especially. So something we do over on the December 26th or Instagram page is what we call the Monday morning move. It's a really strong step in the right direction in hopes of setting your sights and setting your energy in the right space for the remainder of the week. Go check it out. You'll get some tips there uh, that hopefully you'll be able to implement as well. And you might be saying right now, Delisha, I've tried routines before. They just don't work for me. I can't stick to them. And the reason they often don't work for us when we first set them in place, I've been through that too, is because we try to do too much all at once. If you're a person who doesn't work out, who doesn't eat right, who doesn't, get up early in the morning who wants to be an author but doesn't write at all you can't try to implement all of those things at one time it's just not going to work and you're going to be disappointed from the beginning and then go back to the free for all where you're just floating through your day on a wing and a prayer so just start small a great small step is just making a decision to either wake up or go to bed at the same Time every single day. And if your schedule doesn't permit that, another way to do the same thing is to just decide to get a fixed amount of sleep at least five nights a week. I know weekends, it can be a little bit difficult, but at least during the week, making sure that you allocate enough time to sleep and you stick to it no matter what. I know this probably seems really unimportant and minor, but I promise you success breeds success. If you start to do things that make you feel like a regimented person, you're going to start to do more things that do the same and only reinforce that. And plus it just helps your body to get more regulated and feel like it's on a set schedule. Last tip for today, choose wisely how you allocate your time. So when I'm looking to really divvy up my week or my day, there are three specific questions that I ask that helps me determine where I want to turn my attention. First question, does this add value to my life? Whenever I'm considering taking on a new endeavor, accepting an invitation that I really don't have time for, or just working on a new project, this is the first question that I ask. And most people, when they hear it, think, that it only applies to like major things, deciding to run a marathon, dedicating your time to a nonprofit organization, but I think it can apply to anything. Personally, hanging out with my girlfriends, that adds value to my life. It's a time of catharsis for me. It allows me to unplug, refocus my energy away from some of the more stressful areas of my life, and really just kick back and have a good time. That adds value. For you, it might be decompressing by watching reality TV. Whatever it is, when you choose how to allocate your time, make sure you're making decisions in areas that really add value. Second question is this an activity or a person whom i simply want to donate my time and energy to so yes we all have these things and these requests that come to us and we may not be getting anything in return but it just may make us feel good to be able to donate our time or support it in some way that's perfectly okay i'm not saying that every action you take or everything you're involved in has to be self-serving it may be something that you just want to invest your time in and be a blessing to someone else. Perfectly fine and actually I encourage it. There are a number of different causes that I support because I choose to enrich someone else by offering my talents and gifts. Lastly, will I get a return on the investment later? Now this one's a big deal because there are plenty of things that we all have to do that we don't particularly enjoy or we find draining, but we're investing now for a return that's gonna be greater later. Prime example, it is after 2 a.m. and I have to be up in about five hours, but I am here recording this podcast now because A, this is the only time that I have to do it to meet my own deadline and B, I know that down the road I'm going to get a return. This is something that I'm really committed to dedicating my time to and I know it's going to pay dividends in the end. One of the most incredible things I ever heard was from Serena Williams when she admitted on camera that she actually hates working out. Yes, you heard that right. The greatest athlete of our time, male or female, yes, I said it, actually hates working out, but clearly she does it. And she does it at a very intense high level because it's critical to her career and it's critical to what she's passionate about. She wants to be a winner. She wants to be the best. That requires an investment in her body that most of us are unwilling to make. So think about that as you are working to figure out what's important to you and what do you want to make happen? Some things are just going to be painful, point blank period, but you got to do them. You got to get it done and just know that at some point, the return is going to be worth everything you got to go through at this stage. Well, it's about time for me to wrap this episode up. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and sticking with me to the end. If you like what you heard, please do me two small favors. The first one, click that subscribe button. The second one, forward this along to one or two or ten of your friends. We are looking to make this the biggest, best podcast that it can be, and we need your help to do so. If you didn't like what you heard, we want to hear from you, too. Please feel free to drop a comment with suggestions of how we can make it better, and we'll do what we can to deliver the goods. Until our next episode, please remember that YouTube can be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on all social media platforms as December 26th. That's December 26 ER.